Hey man, there's this band I love And I know you love them too But you're just shaking your head Like you haven't got a clue but What are we gonna do about it? I've got an idea Start a podcast and talk about it While sipping on a beer You've never heard this You've never heard this You've never heard this You've never heard this yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Hey, we're back. Yeah. Oh yes, boy. we are. All in all, it's just another Kirk in the studio. Oh, wow. That was a good intro. Thanks. Nice. I like it. Fueled by beer. <laughs> Ooh, I like that. That's a name for something. Fueled, Fueled by, by beer. beer. Uh, a name for something? How about every man in America? Well, I mean, like a podcast oh, or a, a well, show see, or I an see. album or something. We should start a beer review podcast. Fueled by beer. Fueled by beer. Uh, well, this isn't a beer podcast. This is uh, <laughs> if podcast. you're confused. This no. is a podcast called "You've Never Heard This." You've never heard. It's this. a musical centric podcast. I was trying to copy the Nighthawks podcast ads oh. that we play, but uh, with beers from Norway. And one <laughs> album from Japan. <laughs> and one. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> man, it's always those second episodes we record that start out a little loopy. That's okay. I wonder why. We gotta get our we gotta get our uh, our giggles out now. Yeah, we do. Holy cow! Yeah, I picked a doozy here. You did. What the hell, Kirk? Well, I love this album. Oh, I guess we're not quite to that point. No, we're not yet. quite to that point yet. Um, if you like the messed up way we start podcasts. <laughs> Please rate and review us on iTunes. Oh, man, I meant to pull up some. We got a couple of good reviews on there. Oh, And I meant to yes. read those out loud. So we'll definitely take care I of those see, yeah. uh, next week. Thank but, you guys uh, so much. Yeah, that, like thanks. That is really. You guys are too nice. To see those reviews, and especially when you take the time to write out a sweet little message. Yeah. Like, that really, man, that gets me. 98% of the time, we do not have our shit together. So <laughs> uh, to hear you can. say nice things about us is really great. Hell yeah. And um, we love you. Hell yeah. So much. Seriously. So thanks. Uh, definitely throw us a review or a rate if you have the time. Or tell your friends. We yeah, like, that's uh, a good one too. We like word of mouth. That seems to be how uh, how uh, people are listening. So yeah. um, anyway... Got that boring shit out of the way. <laughs> what are you drinking, Kirk? I've got a coconut correspondent uh, foreign export stout from Wander out of Bellingham, Washington. Nice. I haven't actually, I haven't taken a sip yet. What am I doing? Yeah, get on it, Kirk. It's stout weather today. We got to get the good stuff out of the way before we get into the really heavy. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Nice coconut in there. It is. It is. Yeah, a lot of coconut, awesome. which I love. Well, you got. Well, I'm back on my free Beer Street yeah. from work. Yeah. <laughs> beer Street number two. This is uh, Scandalous American Pale Ale by Free Bridge Brewing. They are out of the Dalles, Oregon. So it uh, sounds like we're keeping it Pacific Northwest, uh, as we do often. Um, it's pretty good. I actually cracked this open uh, in the middle of recording last episode, but uh, well, I, ha- I had a sip of it, so I know it, it is a good yeah. one. Um, definitely didn't have him sip from the same can as me. Of course not. But, 
<laughs> anyway, we're not here to talk about beer or how one we might contract not. coronavirus. Oh, God, jeez. Well, I, I, I consider you part of our, like... Our pod. Our, yeah, we're exactly. We're in the same pod, yes. literally, because we record a podcast together. You're we one of the few people that I... Other than people I work with, but, sure. you know... But would you really want to share a beer with them? Oh my god! Out of the same can. The people I work with. Yeah. I wouldn't want my beer near them. Sorry, everyone I work (laughs) with. If you listen, (laughs) I'm teasing. But well, we're not. Yeah, again, not here to talk about (laughs) beer. Not here to talk about how you contract the coronavirus. Not here to shit talk our coworkers. We are not. We're here to talk about music. Yes. What have you been listening to this week, Kirk? Pink Floyd's "The Final Cut." I have never heard this. Yeah, this is uh. You've never heard this? Oh, we didn't do that last time either, <laughs> or like the last Wait, eight <laughs> episodes. Again, thank you we for just, reviewing us and giving us five stars, yeah. even though we don't have our shit together. Well, yeah, we do too, though, kind of. Yeah, I've never heard this, but I have heard Pink Floyd. Um, yeah, well, I've pretty much exclusively Dark Side of the Moon and The Wall. So I was <laughs> real excited to uh, to get to listen to this album. And that's where that's the type of fan I was when I first heard this. Is I was. I loved Pink Floyd, but I was one of those that knew The Wall and Dark Side. And uh, I'd have probably, if I looked at the track listing, probably heard a couple of songs off of Animals. Oh, Animals is, yeah. I have, however, heard one of their like early, early songs yeah. called See Emily Play. Oh. And it is hmm. unrecognizable really? as a Pink Floyd song. It's very psychedelic. Is rock. that the like Sid Barrett days? Yes. Okay. Yeah, and it, it's fantastic. So um, yeah, because I, I don't, I don't know think we should take the time to play it on the on the pod because it would you know it would take some time to look up. But um, check it out, seek it out. If I will because I haven't listened. I ha- did not really get into the Sid Barrett era yeah. of Pink Floyd. Um, it's interesting. It uh, it popped up on like a psych rock playlist on okay. uh, on Spotify, and I was like, wow, this is a really great tune. Who does this? Pink Floyd? Are you kidding me? Interesting. So uh, check, I'll it, check out. it out. Yeah. It is called See Emily Play. Right. Okay. Um, so what can you tell us about Pink Floyd? So for this those, is their... Those of uh, <laughs> our listeners who have been listening under... Uh, listening, listening under a rock? Listening, well, you can listen under a rock. Sure, if living got. under a rock. <laughs> Uh, this is their 12th album. Yeah, it came That's out in 83. 83. Um, full, full title is uh, fi- The Final Cut, A Requiem for the Postwar Dream by Roger Waters. Yep. Uh, person uh, Produced by Roger Waters himself uh, with James Guthrie, who was their longtime producer, and Michael Kamen, who I was reading about, and he was a... Film scorer. Oh, okay. As a, as he did well like as the string arrangements, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he uh, and he did some piano in this, um, but he he did a lot of '80s movies. Okay. The, the film scores for, huh. uh, and I just wrote down a couple like Die Hard, uh, Roadhouse, Lethal Weapon. Okay. Um, and there were a ton yeah. more. But and that was a, a total oversight on my part because there's so much information about the band and this album. Oh, for I sure. I completely yeah. forgot to write down who even produced it. Oh, um, yeah. So to give you some context, I mean, this album came out in 83, but they have been a band since 1965. Yeah. And as Kirk mentioned, uh, the the uh, the members were Sid Barrett, who um, 
left in 1968 after some uh-huh. mental health issues. Yep. Uh, Nick Mason, Roger Waters, and Richard Wright, and then uh, David Gilmore joined in 67, yeah. a year before Barrett left. So I was really only familiar with the names of Roger Waters, David Gilmore, and Sid Barrett. Um, so, yeah. Uh, what I found interesting was that this... Uh, this album was suggested to the band as a soundtrack to the wall yes. movie, which why wouldn't you just use yeah, the wall? <laughs> I found that odd too. Uh, you wanted to call it spare bricks. Yeah. Spare bricks. Um, um, yeah, but I just don't understand why wouldn't, why wouldn't you just immediately think of what they did anyway? I know it's very, it's that part was very strange to me. Um, the only thing I could think is that they said a lot of the songs on this album were rejected songs from yes. the wall. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But uh, then Margaret Thatcher came along, yep. and the Falklands War, uh-huh. uh, they changed that completely. Um, Waters, he wanted to use, uh, as you said, passed over songs from the wall, and Gilmore wanted all new material. Yep. Um, so uh, tensions grew <laughs> yes, <laughs> in they the did. band. Yes, they did. Uh, Gilmore and Waters worked separately And then um, David Gilmore could barely keep it together because of the stress. And um, his his name was erased from the credits. Yeah, this is a – and I never knew this. When I first got into this, you know, this was not a point where I was reading Wikipedia articles because I don't think Wikipedia existed. Yeah, so how long have you been listening to this album? So I got into this because, like I said, I was big into Pink Floyd, Mm -hmm. those big albums. Sure. In – oh, boy – Late nineties, and then so in between listens of like Corn and Limp Bizkit, yes, you were actually, like, I'm yes, gonna listen to some Pink Floyd to the Wall, and yeah, Dark Side, um, and then one of my first jobs after moving to Eau Claire, Wisconsin, was at a little mom and pop dealership, and my boss there was kind of a hippie stoner guy, and he was I was talking Pink Floyd to him, and he's like, Well, have you ever heard the Final Cut? I was like, I didn't even know it existed. So he gave me his copy of it, and man, I fell in love with it immediately. And it's been one of my favorites of theirs ever since. And a few years ago is when I was reading about it and found out that this album was really contentious in in, in the band and in like fans and critics. Yeah, like well, and the the bizarre thing is that when it came out immediately shot to number one. It did. It was very successful. And Kurt Loder, when he was still a journalist for Mm -hmm. Rolling Stone and not a VJ for MTV, said it was like their masterpiece. And But then there were critics that were like, this is garbage, and David Gilmour didn't like it, and it caused so much turmoil that after this album, Roger Waters left left. the band. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That's crazy to me. Uh Uh-huh. And again, you know, at that point, it's like, I've loved this album for so long, and to be like, some people hate it, you know? Yeah. And and a lot of fans were like, you know, this isn't Pink Floyd. And some people have said that it's this is more of a Roger Waters album. Well, I mean, he put it in the damn title of the album. He did. A Requiem yes. for a Post-War Dream by Roger, Roger Waters. Waters. <laughs> I mean, what a dick move. Yeah. <laughs> So he did, yeah. He uh, rewrote uh, the songs that were from uh, the wall that they rejected. He rewrote, um, and then he added some stuff. So yeah, this is a a a, a very which we're gonna find out anti-war. Mm-hmm. Um, 
His father, Roger Waters, which we're going to get into more, uh, his father died in World War II. Yes. And he was very, I think, torn by that. Oh, sure. And so this is a huge yeah. part of this album. And uh, politically speaking, Roger Waters was not happy with Margaret Thatcher was a big one. He calls her Maggie in this. Why? Because <laughs> Bushy did. <laughs> she, I mean, she ran the country pretty well, if you ask me. Well, <laughs> not if you ask you know, anyone else. If you else, ask Roger no, Waters yeah. or The Clash Everyone, yeah. or any uh-huh. other band from yeah. England around that time period. Uh-huh. Yeah. No, no, I, I think she, uh, she might have made a mistake. Uh, I think so. So the post-war dream was supposed to be um, after... England was supposed to kind of go a peaceful route after World War II, and it was supposed to be a kind of a ideal, you know, peaceful society. And then what happens? Uh, you know, people get involved. Well, that's exactly, yeah. Funny how that works. Exactly. Communism looks great on paper. It, sure, but and then in people, practice, yeah. People try it, and uh, uh-huh. it doesn't work out so well. So shall we dive into this uh this force of an album. We shall. <clears throat> Prepare yourselves. It's good stuff. Ready? This is the post-war dream. to wait for the, yeah. the drop <laughs> i love that i wrote blast off at the end yeah um it's a good quiet 
very political. So political. Opener. Yes. Uh, I wanted to point out at the beginning, uh, they mentioned there's a sound clip of the newscaster saying, It was announced today that the replacement for the Atlantic conveyor, the container ship lost in the Falklands conflict, would be built in Japan. Um, So it says this seemingly random bit of radio chatter ties into the song. Uh, The replacement of English manufacturer by Japan is commented on by the narrator. So the sinking of the Atlantic conveyor during the Falklands War and the dozens of deaths that resulted is a horror that haunts the record throughout. Yeah, so they they shifted their shipbuilding to Japan. It used and to he be in like a Southampton y- yeah, area. Yeah, yeah. and uh, I, he mentions uh, he no- mentions another spot crap that I think it was in. Oh crap! Oh, I thought you were gonna say he mentions the nips. Well, he and, does, uh, which is a derogatory. <laughs> sure term is for uh, for sure the Japanese. Is, uh, but in the context of the album and I guess yes. the character yes. in the album he's who, not you, who he's is in a way supposed to be pink from yeah. the wall originally yeah yeah and I, I mean he kind of not I don't want to say gets away with using that word but he's the not character I don't think does. he's not using it because he's we're not getting pissed know. off at a uh, an actor playing Hitler for using it, okay, a derogatory term that's a good, that's about a good Jews yeah. there you go so yeah, anyway. That's a good good way to put it. Um, yeah. So, right off the bat, I love the, that, of course, that slow, quiet, and then, dun-dun-dun, yeah. and then, yeah, the crash. Yeah, that's my jam. So, shall we listen to your possible pass? And by pass, he means pasts. Yeah. It's that dang Wisconsin accent. I said pass. 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 Yes, we should Pasts. listen to it. <laughs> they flutter behind you, your possible pasts. Some bright eyed and crazed, some frightened and lost. Warning to anyone still in command. Of their possible future to take care. In derelict sightings, the pop is entwined. With cattle trucks lying in wait for the next time. You know, I forgot to ask you what your initial thoughts were. Um, good. Uh, I do also enjoy. I am a big fan of the quiet and loud okay, technique. Sure. Um, it's got the usual Pink Floyd sound effects in it. Yes, they always put uh-huh, sound effects yeah, in there. Yeah. And um, a reminder that Roger Waters is a great solo guitar player. Oh my God, so good. 
I was listening to this, you know, I mean, for this, and I was just like, you know, listening to it a little closer for the podcast. Yeah. I was like, God damn. Um, you know, the thing I love about Roger Waters playing his guitar solos is that he's not trying to fill every second with a note. Sure, sure. He knows when to stop. Sure. And just let that silence, at least from his guitar, do the talking. Yeah. And it's very emotive. Oh, too. for sure, yeah. So it, it, it brings forth the emotion he's trying to to uh, put across. So, um, yeah, good so far. Um, so he does mention in this, again, I mean, this is going to be a running theme, uh, but he talks about the Holocaust and the trains they used. Yeah, yeah, to, cattle cars, yeah. Yeah, to ship, to ship the... Jews and, and then um, he mentions the poppies entwined, yes. which is, you know, Remembrance Day in yep. England. Mm. We've kind of adopted that for Veterans Day yep. in the U.S. Um, there it is. Love it. Uh, it's, yeah. so, it's such a, he's a guitarist that has such a sound. Oh, sure. Like you Absolutely. could hear him, you could hear him with a different band and you'd be like, oh, that's Roger, Roger Waters? Waters? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Which is funny because his solos tended to lean more towards like a blues sound. Yes. I don't like the blues. It's oh. like my least favorite genre of music, but I like hearing him play it. I guess I haven't thought of that, but yeah. So, how about track, one of the few? Track number three. Three. What is this, time? <laughs> That's a short one. That's a short one. How mi- how long is it? It's like a minute. Uh, it was like, like a minute seventeen. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, oops, I don't have to do that. Uh, so the the few in the title of that song refers to airmen in the Royal Air Force, and the song is talking about a veteran who will meet again. Yeah. Um, coming back from war and deciding to be a teacher. Yes, so it, uh, uh, and in regards to the few, the term comes from a couple of places. There's a Winston Churchill phrase where he says, never in the field of human conflict was so much owed by so many to so few. And it also alludes to a famous speech in Shakespeare's play, Henry V, we few, we happy few, we band of brothers. Oh, yeah. Sweet. Yeah. Short and sweet. That was a short and sweet, yeah. How about when the tigers broke free? Yes. (laughs) 
just before dawn, one miserable morning in Black 44, when the forward commander was told to sit tight, when he asked that his men be withdrawn, and the generals gave thanks as the other ranks held back the enemy tanks for a while, and the Anzio bridgehead was held for the price of a few hundred ordinary lives. for that climb there towards the end man what up this is this this is a this is a it's interesting to me that this uh this wasn't included in the track listing until 2002 yes um it was originally supposed to be in the movie version of the wall uh planned for that album but it was scrapped for being too personal personal, because it's it's about his father. Literally death. about Roger yes. Waters' father. Uh, but it has been included as track four on every version of this album since 2002. Yes. So, yeah. So, I didn't, obviously, I didn't know that song when I first had this disc. So, Do you remember the first time you heard it in context to the rest of the album? I don't, but I remember it would have been on some streaming service at some point. Yeah. And did it confuse the hell? It did. Yeah. And I, I remember looking <laughs> at whatever time that was, you know, looking and being like, did it switch to a different album? Like what happened? Yeah. And then I was like, I looked it up and it was like, Oh, this was added later or whatever. So, yeah. yeah. Man, I used to have the wall on vinyl, mm-hmm. but I uh, gave my copy to my dad for his birthday because he like, coveted it, and I'm not sure he's ever listened to it. So. Oh, no. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I don't regret it. He was clearly uh, enjoying it more than me. So. <laughs> well, okay. But uh, this that song definitely wasn't on it. Oh, no. No, <laughs> it was not. Uh, and the reference of when the tigers broke free of tiger tanks. So, yeah, sad one. Whew. All right. How about we revisit that man we talked about in one of the few who became a teacher, talk about his point of view in The Hero's Return.
These song structures are a little, so yeah, it's a little hard, different. Hard to know when to turn yeah. the, uh, the music down. Uh, I thought it was interesting that this is supposed to be the schoolmaster from the wall. Yeah, I saw that too. The, uh, the how can you eat your pudding if you don't yeah. eat your meat uh-huh, guy. Uh-huh. Um, I, the only thing I wrote down for this song was meh. Really? But uh, that that part of the sweetheart, sweetheart, are you fast asleep? Oh, yeah. Uh, that, that actually kind of made my skin tingle a little bit because <laughs> you know in in the wall the schoolmaster is clearly in an abusive relationship sure uh and so the only time he can really talk about his feelings is when his wife is like uh-huh dead asleep sweetheart, so <laughs> sweetheart are you fast asleep good uh-huh um yeah and that's the thing i've said before is i love concept albums yeah and that's you know again this i almost don't I don't listen to this album for the songs in a way. Like I hear the whole, it's just one thing, you know, it's one of those albums I put on in headphones and just let it kind of take me away to, you know? Yeah. The thing about, and the thing about a a concept album that is so hard is that it it is so easy to get wrong. Oh, for sure. Oh yeah. But I, yeah. Uh, So he does mention, the bombing of Dresden in that yes. song. So, so. Like something like 15,000 civilians were killed yeah. unnecessarily uh-huh. in that bombing. Um, when I think of the bombing of Dresden, I think of Slaughterhouse-Five by Kurt Vonnegut. Oh, yes, yes, you, yes. You've read that? I haven't, yeah. oh. but I, I'm aware of it. It was like uh. for the longest time when somebody asked me what my favorite book was, yeah? I, I would tell them Slaughterhouse-Five okay. by, last one of his Kurt I read Vonnegut. was... Was uh, Cat's Cradle. So yeah, yeah, it's a good one, too. Yeah. But um, anyway, that's kind of the connection I make in my okay. brain. Um, so again, just Roger Waters, his hatred of war. and Yeah. Yeah. So speaking of, we'll go with The Gunner's Dream.
Goodbye, Max. Goodbye, Mom. After the service, when you're walking slowly to the car, and the silver in her hair shines in the cold November air, you hear the tolling bell and touch the silk in your lapel. As the teardrops rise to meet the comfort of the band, you take the frail hand and hold on to the dream. Oh, man, I had to wait for that. Saxophone solos rule. Hell yeah. I was telling a coworker yesterday that I was listening to this album, and I said, there's never been a song where a saxophone solo hasn't <laughs> hasn't made it better. Sure. And then right after I said that, Baker Street came on, <laughs> which has got one of the most like famous saxophone lines ever. So I was going to say that the saxophonist on this album played with Jerry Rafferty. Oh, so same guy. Yes. That's hilarious. Uh-huh. That's that's funny you said that. I was going to say. Yeah. That's great. Um, uh, I love saxophone solos. Yeah. They're so and cheesy. I love, and I love on this one, like, that's, it's slow and soft, and then yeah. boom. You get a little uh, careless whisper you do. action. Mm, I know that whisper. song means a lot to Kirk. Sure does. Every time we went out of karaoke. <laughs> that's my jam. That's his karaoke go-to. Sure Man, is. I miss karaoke. Oh, my God. I miss it so much. It has been literally almost a year. Yeah. Since unreal. We got to that's that's unreal. That's just ugh. pisses me off, man. Right. So this one is a uh, an airman gunner falling to his well possible well maybe not death but he's parachuting out of a plane he just got shot down in and he's thinking about like a post-war beautiful world where things are okay and yeah so. Uh, it mentions uh, the bombing of Hyde and Regent Parks that happened sometime I in <laughs> World War Two. Yeah, but yeah, I, yeah. I didn't have the year. Yeah, but yeah, the Blitz. Really, oof. That's uh, that's an awful story there. Yeah, it is. I've actually been to Hyde Park, and it was. Have you really? It was really, you know, thinking back on my time there, it's hard to imagine what it would have looked like, just like bombed out. I was actually doing research on this. I saw some pictures and it's terrible. Yeah. Yeah. Oof. Anyway. <laughs> man, wowzers. Man, after, after that la- last after last e- <laughs> last week with the Aquabats just uh, talking uh, about uh, lobster buckets and yeah. <laughs> getting attacked by snakes. No, in this one Holy you're getting attacked cow. by Nazis and yeah. Argentinians. Jeez Louise. And quote unquote nips. Nips. God. What an awful yeah. name. Terrible. <laughs> man. Well, um, you want to take a break now, or uh, let's do this track, we'll and, do then, and then we'll do a break after. Paranoid that. eyes. Button your lip, and don't let the shield slip. It's 
Take a fresh grip on your bulletproof mask. And if they try to break down your disguise with their questions, you can hide, hide, hide. Put on your brave face and slip over the road for a job. Fixing your grin as you casually lean on the bar. Laughing too loud at the rest of the world with the boys in the crowd. You can hide, hide, hide. So, yeah. Vets trying to make it in society after war. So I uh, I started to get bored, really, with this song. Yeah. So um, I understand at the time how impactful this album was, especially since it came out around the time of the Falklands War. Yes. But, uh-huh. um, I don't think it ages that well. Okay. So yeah, I'm, I've been <laughs> I've been keeping my uh, my cards pretty close That's to my yeah, chest so have. far about uh-huh. this album, but. <laughs> About halfway through, yeah. I was like, uh, okay, all right. Really? Okay. Yeah. So, I mean, I could maybe see it. I don't know. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's all I, that's all okay. I wrote down, right. so. Well, should we take a break? We and should. And, and you can punch my lights and, out. No, and then we can, you know, you know, convince you to speak otherwise. And <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I might feel better after a year and eight. Oh, maybe. Maybe you're getting antsy, huh? Maybe. (laughs) Anyway, we'll be right back. Hi, everybody at You've Never Heard This. My name is Matt from the Nighthawks podcast. And I'm Trevor from the Nighthawks podcast. We're asking with some incredulity, you've never heard the Nighthawks podcast? You mean the Nighthawks podcast, the cinema-centric podcast for folks who like to stay up late? The very same Nighthawks podcast that gives you valuable context on film and covers new movies and old movies? The Nighthawks podcast also covers movies we love and movies nobody loves. You like how we keep saying Nighthawks podcast? Nighthawks podcast. You can find Nighthawks podcast on Spotify, Amazon Music, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and at nighthawkspodcast.com. And we also cover movies from Norway. Nighthawks podcast. The movie nobody loves is Shark Week. You feel better, Alan? I do. I got rid of some more beer. Nice. Okay. Oh, excuse me. All right. So, we're back with the final cut. Alan's getting a little antsy over there. I am. I uh, I told 
Kirk right before we hit record. I'm, I'm like, I'm a little buzzed. <laughs> might have, might have over, overdone it on the, uh, on the ABVs. Oh, I'm going to yeah. take it easy. <laughs> Let me pour some of that in my glass. <laughs> I don't care. So we're going to go to Get Your Filthy Hands Off My Desert. Dessert. <laughs> That's a totally different song. So that almost serves as a intro into the next song. Um, yeah. Because he's the, just... Oh, go for it. Oh, I was just going to say, he's just mentioning different conflicts uh, that were happening in the world at the time. It is the world's shortest history lesson. Yeah, kind of. Uh-huh. <laughs> and uh, he's going to revisit those same people he just mentioned uh, amongst a few others in this next song called The Fletcher Memorial Home. Say, American meatpacking glitterati. <laughs> so, uh oh, I think 
this album it suffers from a lack of collaboration. Yeah, I could I could see well, I mean, there's no uh, if you read about this album, that that was one of the problems that Roger Waters ran into. We kind yeah. of talked about at the beginning, is that he kind of shouldered the whole thing. Yeah, and what's playing underneath what we are talking about right now is like the, I think it's the only good part of the song. Again, wow, it's okay. Roger Waters doing what he does best is is you know playing the guitar. It's reminiscent of a kid screaming just to get attention <laughs> I was I was very careful in the first half of this episode <laughs> about my opinions but do you remember two weeks ago after we got done recording we kind of drunkenly promised each other we wouldn't pull our punches anymore we kind of did yes we did <laughs> so yes. um yeah I just I, I'm not impressed okay that's fine <laughs> that's fine uh, I love, I do love the idea behind this song. Yeah. Where he's like, he hates all these world leaders. And to him, he wants to put them in a home. Yeah. And just let them stay in this home. And, and just rot. Yeah, exactly. But there's that part where he's like, Reagan and hate. Yeah. I'm just like, ah, it just makes me cringe. Really? I don't know. Okay, yeah. that's right. Uh, and Fletcher is his, was his dad's middle yes. name. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. it comes from that. Uh so, should we move on to track to number 10? Southampton Dock. They disembarked in 45. And no one spoke and no one smiled. There were too many spaces in the line. And gathered at the cenotaph. All agreed with hand on heart To sheath the sacrificial knives But now she stands upon Southampton Dock With her handkerchief and her summer frock Clings to her wet body in the rain Quiet desperation Knuckles white upon the slippery reins She bravely waves the boys goodbye again So Southampton Dock was a dock that they used to ship um, uh, military out from. Yeah, and they used to build build the ships. Yeah, that too. Yeah. yeah. And uh, I know one quote I saw is that um, after World War II, they said, like basically they weren't going to use that dock anymore because mm-hmm. war was over. Yeah. And then the Falcon the Falcons War, and they said they had to ship them out again. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, 
I just wrote down more of the same. <laughs> Whoops. Uh-oh, I wasn't paying attention. And, you know, and it's, it's hard for me because I compare it to a song by Elvis Costello. Okay. Called Shipbuilding. Oh, okay. Which was written around the same time. Yeah. I and it's it's a gorgeous song. And uh, the lyrics are just fantastic. So I don't know. I just, <laughs> after, it, you know, we've had nine tracks before this yes. of War Sucks, I Hate Politicians. <laughs> like, this just didn't have the impact, I think, it, on me at least, sure. that it was supposed to have. But again, I speak from somebody who was born in 1998, er, God, 88, <laughs> excuse me, 1988. Jeez, not that young. I Come don't on. have any context for what the world was like, especially in England. Well, sure. Around the time of the Falklands War. Hmm. So yeah. I hear a song like this, and I'm just, I'm bored, and I know I shouldn't be. Hmm. Interesting. I, I And I say interesting because... You know, I listened when I first got into this album. I was in my very early twenties, if not around probably nineteen, and so I was—I had no idea. I was a little dumb little kid then. I didn't know. I knew this album was anti-war. Obviously, I mean, it's obvious. Yeah. I knew that it was about real life events, but I knew basically nothing about those events. Like the Falklands. Yes, yeah. exactly. And yeah, so my my introduction. Oh, sorry. Go oh ahead. no, I'm just yeah. saying. Like I so. Like I guess maybe hearing you not really getting into it, it's like so. What drew me into it? Yeah, I'm asking I'm, myself I'm, the same question. And I'm <laughs> like, like, why wouldn't I feel the same? And I'm not sure of the answer. Yeah. Um, like I said, I think maybe I'm part of it is I'm such a sucker for. A concept album. Oh, sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, I know that's probably part of it. Mm-hmm. And maybe maybe part of it was, th- I don't know, I guess. The war part of it. Well, and, <laughs> I, I, and I don't mean this as a jab to your age, but you have lived through a lot more conflicts and wars than I have. Yeah. So you're probably way more tired of it than I am. <laughs> so um, to hear a, an album like this, you, you, I, th- I think maybe you relate to it more than I do. Possibly. And I was always, uh, I had kind of a love of like the army and I joined the army and uh, long story short, didn't get in. Oh, I was going to say, I a, did not know that. Yeah. I have a metal plate in my ankle. From uh. breaking my ankle, and they didn't let me in because of it. Gotcha. Okay. Um, and so up yeah, until that point, I didn't know that. Yeah. Huh. I was like, just should've gaga. Seen, you should have like, seen how wide my eyes got when you <laughs> said that. I'm like, are you serious? Yeah. I, I enlisted <laughs> at 17, and Damn. was, was going to go, you know, to. Were uh, you in like ROTC and all that, or? I only made it. Well, I made it as far as no, I didn't make it that far. It was like, I made it to the point where basically they were. They would sign my paper, and then I was going to go to uh, basic training. Oh, but you did, like, your physical. I did my physicals. I did everything. And at the very last moment, they were like, "Mm, you got this mental plate in your ankle. Mm, Never mind. Wow. And it was, like, crushing because I was so weirdly, like, excited. I was like, ooh, I'm going to be an army man, you know. And I loved, like, I used to read a lot of – like Vietnam, like books on Vietnam. Wow. And 
I loved that stuff. Huh. So I'm wondering if part of that came through. Might After, be. After, when they didn't let me in, that's kind of when I was like, okay, I'm going to go take this other path and be rebellious and a big jerk and you know okay so that's where i kind of went the other direction Damn, after I've, that I've, I've been friends with you for <laughs> almost three years now yeah, and i wow. had i had no idea wow i'm learning things yeah, on this podcast yeah. just like you guys are <laughs> yeah holy shit my, you wanted to be in the army i sh- oh i really wanted to be in. did the your army. dad say you were fucking high no Oh, <laughs> uh, bedfolds are. I was gonna say, <laughs> I, no. I think my dad was was kind of keen on it. He wanted, like, he wanted me to strive for, like, you know, going to West Point and sure, all that I mean, fun stuff. And you know, war sucks, but the military is kind of a weird, backwards way for oh, young men to get. And that was another part of it. Or women to get, you know, opportunities yes. in life. That was so. another part of it because I knew my parents couldn't afford to send me sure. to college. So. so what year would this have been? That I joined? Just after Gulf War? No, but it would have been crap. That's And that's one thing I think about is like we were not at war at the time. Right. So that's what I was wondering. If we had, if we it had been. would have been a r- just before 9-11 maybe? Oh, no, 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 no. Way before. This would have been 90... Six. Oh, 95, yeah, yeah, yeah. 96. Okay. All right, yeah. So just kind of that, that in weird, the middle there. That weird period between yeah. two wars exactly. and Exactly, yeah, yep. Yeah. And yeah, yeah, if it had been early 90s, they would have been like, yeah, you're in. You know, let's go. Sure, you know, yeah, but, yeah. But no. So anyway. Go shoot some people, Kirk. Exactly, here you go. Yeah, yeah. We don't care about Screw some that metal stupid, plate yeah. in your ankle. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yep. Interesting, yeah. So I yeah. just wonder if maybe that part of me when I first heard this album a few years after that, was still into that kind of war. Yeah. But I was also, I read, um, oh boy, I'm not going to remember the author's name. Uh, Johnny Johnny Got His Gun. Dalton Trumbo. Yes. Yes. Yep. Okay. Um, and I that was kind of a big book for me too. It's a great book. It is heart-wrenching, powerful. Yeah. And I think I read that after that too, and it was like, again... I went down a whole different path. Uh-huh. So interesting. So anyway, damn. Yeah, you know, <laughs> like the last half of this album, I'm like writing notes about how I'm just so bored. But <laughs> oh but I knew God. I knew coming here <laughs> and talking to you about this album was I was so worried that the conversation was just going to run into all these roadblocks because I wasn't so into it. Oh, I see. We just went down this like. <laughs> <laughs> really deep. <laughs> like, yeah. Like, I'm learning so much about you as a person just from this album. Yeah. And that's <laughs> one of the things that I love about this podcast is that we're learning about each other. Sure. You know, yeah, you, absolutely. You, you listen to music and you're just like, oh, that's my music taste. But you don't really think about why it might exactly. be. Exactly. Yes. And that's why I said, like, when I listen to this, I don't think, why do I like this? Until you say that you're not really into it, then it's like, well, well, mm, why do I like? Why this? do I? Yeah, yeah. And then it's like, wait a minute. You know, like the Aquabats episode, I was so worried <laughs> the whole time that you were going to be like, this is silly and stupid. No. And mm, I'd be like, yeah. shit. Now I have to defend myself. <laughs> I like silly and stupid. <laughs> yeah. So man, I love that. That's great. Because so, yeah. I was really worried. I was like, 
I know we said we weren't going to pull our punches, but I don't want to offend you still. No, I get that. I so I don't think you could offend me unless you were like, well, you're an idiot for liking this. Or, let you me know. say, with a few <laughs> beers in me, I appreciate you sharing that about oh, yourself, absolutely. and yeah. I love you. Oh, I love you, Alan. Oh, <laughs> anyway. Anyway, oh. let's move on so I can keep <laughs> insulting this album. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I thought we were... Oh. Yeah. <laughs> I should have held back my I love <laughs> Let's you. Go on to track. <laughs> you should have waited till the end to yeah, say all that. I don't know. <laughs> uh, track number 11 is called The Final Cut. A tear stained eye. I can barely define the shape of this moment in time. Far from flying high in a clear blue sky I'm spiraling down to the hole in the ground where I hide If you negotiate the minefield in the ride And beat the dogs and cheat the cold Electronic eyes And if you make it past the shutdowns in the hall Down the combination Open the priest hole And if I'm in <laughs> After opening and bearing our souls to each other, do you want to know what I wrote for this song? Oh boy, I wrote. Okay, I got nothing. I was gonna say because as as it was playing, and from what you had just said, I was like, well, this isn't really anything different than basically the rest. Nope. So. I wrote. Okay. I, <laughs> I got nothing. All right. Well, that's okay. That's okay. Uh, yeah. I don't have. Just this is uh. Again, another song that would have been from the wall uh, and actually would have been dealing with Pink uh, trying to commit suicide and not being able to do it. The final cut is the is suicide. So, yeah. We'll go on to the penultimate track. Not now, John.
this would be one of the few times that the word fuck is used in a Pink Floyd song. <laughs> um, others include pigs and lost for words. Yeah. I love the song. You know, I wrote down, finally, a change. <laughs> there is a change, yeah. But I also wrote, eh, still reminds me too much of Young Lust. <laughs> yeah, okay. I don't know. I just love... It's a goofy song. I don't it know. It is a it's, goofy yeah, song. Have I mean, you seen the music video for I it? I have. It's like... With the women dancing. It's like, yeah, three women dressed as geishas and then, like, British uh, blue-collar workers yes. and then a white... Uh, a, a Japanese kid in a white t-shirt uh-huh. with a big red circle on it uh-huh. walking around just like looking at everything. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I love the 80s. Yeah. And obviously the red circle is... It's supposed to be the Japanese yeah, flag, uh-huh. and yeah, I don't know. It was a weird, weird video, <laughs> and I'm pretty sure there's a dude in blackface. Was there in the video? He might. It was hard because I, I was had it on. It. I don't know if I was watching. It I that was close. watching it on my phone. Oh, okay. Screen, and I couldn't tell if it was supposed to be a curly-haired wig or a beanie. Oh, okay. I could be wrong. It could have been a white dude, but okay. <laughs> yeah. Weird. So yeah, I like I do like how they incorporate some of those uh, like the jackhammer sounds yeah, yeah into yeah. the song. Well, that's one of the things I love about Pink Floyd is they they've do, always yeah. got random sound effects, or there always seems to be a dude yelling in the There's background. There's always so, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> which the Decemberists used on the Hazards of Love. Oh yes, yes, yes. There's just a random guy uh-huh, yelling yeah. at one point. Uh huh. I don't know. This is a very 80s song. It is very 80s. Especially Uh 80s Pink Floyd. Yes, yes. All right. Well, go to my favorite song on the album. All right. It's the (laughs) last one, so it's probably my favorite, too. Okay. Oh, wow. All right. Two Sons in the Sunset. does pick up here in a little bit but yes it's about the end yep i love figuratively and literally, and literally because it is the last track on the album well that too yeah so two suns in the sunset is a reference to a nuclear explosion so 
It's also a reference to a nuclear explosion. What did I say? Nuclear. <laughs> nuclear? I think so. Nuclear? Nuclear. Nuke? Did just, I say nuclear? I'm just being an asshole. Nuclear? I don't know. Nuclear? <laughs> I wow. guess I'll find out on playback. Well, we we'll will. We'll find out who the real <laughs> asshole is. Is it you? It's me. For saying the wrong I word? I might have said because I feel like Sarah's... Uh, <laughs> laughed at me before for saying nuclear. It might be you for saying it the wrong way, or it might be me for hearing it that way and uh, being completely wrong. No, I think I said it wrong. Here it is. Like the moment when the brakes lock and you slide towards the big slow. I love this song. Yeah, I, I really. It, this this is one of those songs where I close my eyes and I can just see someone in traffic, mm-hmm. and they see a, a bomb go off behind them, and it's just like this like, is it. Like Terminator Two, kind of yeah. Uh-huh. Where you like park. see it coming. Someone's clinging onto that chain link fence, <laughs> being like burned away. Yeah. Oh man. Well, All right. Well, here we are. Here we are. I I put a star next to this song. Because that means I want to make it my playlist. Yeah, nice. But I I don't remember for the life of me why I put a star next to this one. Because I originally put one next to Paranoid Eyes. Okay. And then I originally put one next to Not Now John. But I crossed both of them out when I heard this one. And I don't remember why. But uh, I still stand by it. Because uh, some part of me must have wanted uh, this playlist pick. You ready for my final thoughts? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, there was nothing memorable about this album. <laughs> I I just listened to it, and I don't remember a single song from it. Okay. It all sounded the same to me. I was very bored. <laughs> wow. And um, I was pretty p- proud of this pun, even though I didn't oh mean to make boy. it. I go. really had no intention of making this. It is a watered down. Oh. <laughs> As in Roger Waters, yes, yes, yes. watered-down version of The Wall. Okay. That's why I wanted this there, playlist there picked. There's a kick-ass saxophone yes, solo. There is. Um, thank you for making me listen to it, but <laughs> oh not my favorite. Okay, that's fine. It, it's, yeah. But you, Mr. Army Man. Well, and that's kind of the weird thing is, like, is hearing someone say that, and it's like, I don't, you know, I can't hear it that way sure and part of it is that i have been listening to it for so long and you know part of it is probably of whatever reason i had that initial reaction to it i still have that yeah you know so (laughs) you know it's like if you had said last episode i fucking hated the theory of the aquabats (laughs) it would have made me do one of two things Uh uh-huh it would have made me think, why do I like it? Yes. Uh-huh. And it would have reinforced why I like it. Sure. Or it would have made me say, you know what? Kirk is right. This Maybe is I stupid. Don't, yeah. I, I get that, too. So you took one of those paths. I said, I wasn't super impressed by this album. And it, it seemed like it was trying to be the wall. Which it, makes it, sense. Which makes sense. Yeah. Absolutely. But you heard that and you say, you know what? I stick to my guns and I love this well, album. I, you, I, it's it's <laughs> been with you too long for it someone has. to sway your opinion. Oh, for it. sure. Oh, absolutely. And I see what you're saying that there is n- newer music that I like. That yeah, if if we talked about it on here and you were like, "This is garbage," I would, might second guess it. 
I might think, maybe, am I hearing, you know, am I hearing this in a way that is, is it clouded by nostalgia? Something like that. I was going to say like an idealized, you know, where it's not, I'm not actually hearing the actual music in a way. Sure. And, you know, we've only been doing this podcast for seven months, so there might be there might be albums where it is, it is literally just quote-unquote good to us because of the Nos- nostalgia behind yes. it, and it's actually absolute garbage. Oh, there are albums that I think I could almost guess, like, this is probably not great. <laughs> right, yeah, yeah. And, and if... <laughs> I, th- I think I'd want to know that if I picked one of those. Sure. As opposed to, like... You just being like, what the hell? Right. This is but, awful. <laughs> but that's part of the fun of the of the show, too, sure. is yeah. that we do get to revisit that and admit, like, this was great at the time, but it sucks sure. now. Okay. Like, yeah. last night, Chelsea was like, I need you to make me a playlist of all that scene kid shit from MySpace days, like oh, wow. 2009, 2010. Oh, and I yeah. did. I got, like, an hour and a half long playlist that I ended up really rocking out to in the oh, car. Oh, I bet. Yeah. And it's garbage. <laughs> yeah. But the nostalgia is what makes it good, if that makes sense. Yeah. No. It, it, cause Fully it, acknowledging that the music we listened to at any point in our lives really wasn't that good, but there was something going on in our lives or something we were looking for at the time where we were like, there yes. it is. Give yes. me more creed. Oh boy. Oh yes. I. Yep. You're right. I used to be a. Used a to fan. be. I still am, buddy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, that's okay though. I no. get it. And that being said, we will definitely be doing a, a couple of episodes <laughs> of our guilty pleasures. And yeah. uh, I like cre- that idea. Creed might actually be on that playlist. So, so. I actually talked to my to Sarah. About that idea of That's doing. Right. You can call her your wife. Well, I, I figure, I figure <laughs> now I've talked about her so much that if I just say Sarah, they know who I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah, so. like you don't have to preface Nathan with my brother. Exactly. Like we know who yeah. he is uh-huh. at this point. Yeah. So we were talking about it, and I was like, should we like uh, define a guilty pleasure before we pick the songs? And at first, I thought, well, maybe. But then the more I thought about it, the more we talked about it, I thought, no, I want. What I'd like anyway, and you and I haven't really talked about this, but is for you to pick your guilty pleasures, I pick mine, and then we kind of say why we think it's a guilty pleasure. Sure, but the the trouble with that is that I don't feel guilty about any of no. the music that I listen to. And, and I, so yeah. it, it was, I've already started putting that playlist together. I saw it, so I looked on Chelsea's, well, it's, it's, Listed on yeah, Spotify it's weird. So Chelsea and I somehow at some point in the few uh, in the past switched Spotify accounts. Oh, and it's, that's what it's it is. too okay. late for us to switch back because we have so many playlists uh, made okay. on each one. So you looked at Chelsea's quote unquote Spotify playlist and like when you account, s- but it's mine. Yeah. Okay, that's what I f- kind of figured, or I figured you shared one. And but. the title of that guilty pleasures playlist has guilty in quotes <laughs> because <laughs> I don't. I don't feel guilty about anything I listen to. Well, like, no. Give me all the shit you want about the fact that when I listen to, say, Weathered by Creed, I'm not <laughs> cringing at why did I used to like that. I'm like, no, this fucking slaps. I don't know. There's a few things I listen well, but I figure, I guess the things that I listen to now that I'm like, why did I listen to this? 
I'm not listening to it anymore. I'm not, yeah. you know. I mean, I'm not actively putting on a Creed album, but if they come out on the radio, I'm not switching the channel. But, like, I'm saying, like, I that first Limp Bizkit album. Sure. Like, yeah, I mean, I, I know why I liked it at the time, but now it's like there's no, I no, I'm done with that. <laughs> I'm, I'm walking away from that album. Yeah. yeah, yeah you know. So, anyway. Any rate. Yeah. I don't know what we were talking about before we got on that <laughs> tangent, but thank you so much for listening. Yeah, thank and, you. Uh, and thanks for listening to our ramblings. And if you know <laughs> anyone who likes music, talking about music, um, especially in like a book club setting, which yeah. apparently we've been compared to many times I in the past it. few weeks, tell them about this podcast. We'd love to hear from you. Uh, we have voice message link in our episode description. Send yes. us an email. That's at neverheardpod at gmail.com. We can also be found on Facebook and Instagram at neverheardpod. And uh, we love you guys. We'd love to hear from you. And um, we hope you have a great week. Love you, Janky Gang. We'll see you next time. See ya. <laughs>